Welcome in. You are listening to another Saturday night with keepthechange.co.nz. We've got Mikey in the building. We've got a little rolling slideshow in the background here trying to get a little bit fancy for you this Saturday, Mikey. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Two Saturdays in a row. Back to back, eh? Back to back Saturdays. We haven't been kicked off of Facebook yet. Seven, seven days till October for me, mate, so... Seven like time off coming to do this. Yeah, so you're doing. So what you're saying is that you're working through uh, the entire week, Monday yeah. through Sunday until Seven October. Days. Yeah. What's your methodology behind that? Um, I'm going on a holiday in October. Okay. For how how so, long's a holiday for Mikey Smith? Uh, this one's a big one. It's a week. <laughs> <laughs> so as a holiday for you, is that um, like full on, no tools or? Like, yeah, this particular one is is hardcore fishing. Hardcore fishing. So I won't be on my phone. The only thing the phone will be used for will be taking photos. Yeah. We won't be in receptions. So oh, sweet. Yeah. Wow, so you actually like really will switch off. Yeah, well, I'll be in New Caledonia. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we fly over, drive to the very top of New Cal, uh, jump on a boat, then live aboard for five days and fish every day from sunrise to sunset. Wow. And what do you do with the fish? Put them back. Put them back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Nah, but yeah. It, it's awesome. It's like a, it's a almost, an, well, it'll be even more untouched now after two years of no travel there. Yeah. Um, what What will you catch? Giant trevally, dog tooth tuna, all these like. Gaps. Toothfish? Yeah. All these toothy, <laughs> toothy critters and. Yeah. All, all sort of, uh, what do they call it? Tropical species and stuff that are just awesome sport fishing, eh? So. What, what do you get out of fishing? <clears throat> Like, what does it do for you? Oh. it's yeah, a good question, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's going with, with some good people. Yeah. So, like, um, that's always fun. And, it, and it, I don't know, maybe you just don't think about anything else. Like, it's quite a involved, what we do is quite involved, so it's pretty sort of hardcore. Yeah. And, yeah, you just got to be on the ball um, you don't have time to think about work or Mary's mortgage or anything. <laughs> Mary, your mortgage can wait. <laughs> nice. Nah, the team will be looking after everyone, guys, so don't worry. You'll have uh, a full team there to look after your stuff. But um, It must feel good. Yeah, it's just like a full switch off, yeah. you know, I, I find. so Good man. Well, mate, today we're going to be talking about building a business, and I know a lot of people will be thinking, well, I don't intend on starting a business or building a business, so do I need to listen to this? Uh, I would suggest that, yes, you still do, because we're going to just start from the basics of sort of why, then around a side hustle even as well, maybe bolting on some income for your family, which is going to be important over the next 18 months and potentially beyond that as well. Uh, We're going to talk about the tax advantages from your local chartered accountant, Luke, over here, and then what you can learn through that process as well, and give you a few examples as we go and some experiences from both our uh, lives so far. So strap yourselves in because we probably could be, I'd say we're going to push the hour pretty easily. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) I think we accidentally did an hour 10 last time. We did, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we had some good feedback, which is good. I even got a message yesterday from someone saying that that podcast was outstanding. So Mm, We got a few messages. I got a few too, which was cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice to have you listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, so let's start from the top. Why start a business? You want to go first? Oh, it's a big, big question. It is. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm. Um, well, for me, I'm kind of unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
if I ever got told like, oh, you know, if I knew that I was doing the job that needed to be done um, and that I was employed to do, and but I was getting told off for other things like late or whatever, um, I'd just tell that person to get, get beat. <laughs> I'd get fired. Yeah, you get yeah, fired. Yeah, get yeah. fired. So, so I'm unemployed. I'm an unemployable now. I, yeah. I didn't used to be like that. I used to be a good employee back in the day. Did you? Um, I don't think I could ever go back now. Yeah. So although I just talked about working seven days for six months or whatever, although that's part of it, it's also um, if I want a Tuesday to go and do something, I can. There's no one to ask. There's no one to feel guilty to... You know, you only feel guilty to yourself if you know that you haven't earned it type thing. Yeah. Um, so freedom, um, control of your income, um, all sorts of good stuff. I mean, down to the little bits, like, I'm mean, sure you'll know more about that, like the tax advantages and things. Yeah, um, to those. <clears throat> yeah, I think being self-employed or having a company or a business, it becomes like having a child too, which is quite nice. You care about something a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's a game. You feel a bit more in control, I reckon, of your uh, mm. your destiny. Yeah, it, yeah. You can get yeah. If you don't drive it, you instantly feel that like yeah, it directs straight back to you, and everything's your responsibility and your fault. Yeah, when I was employed, I always had big goals and big visions and big dreams and stuff. But I knew, sitting in that seat, that even if I stayed for another five years, I, I really wasn't going to be getting closer. Mm. Because I couldn't go and do shit and try things and, you know, I was doing probably 60 hours a week and enjoying it, but I was like, well, actually, this doesn't really make any sense because this isn't the vehicle that I need to be in to Mm. take me closer to those goals. So I think when you make the transition to even a side hustle or being in control of some form of income, you get this lesson very quickly of, oh, fuck, the only person I can blame is the person in the mirror. And you either relate to that and you can use that to your advantage or you live below the line and you blame other people you make excuses you deny your opportunities and you play the victim card and then you go that wasn't really for me like it doesn't really work yeah there's not really any room for the victim card in business no you'll just go broke <laughs> exactly and so. and you can't survive without a profit and you can't survive without cash so yeah yeah it's interesting I think there's like a different sort of way you have to react to things and you get better and better at it the longer you're in it I mm. guess um, no one's ever good at it from the start. You can't be good at everything just by flipping a switch. But yeah, it's a it's a um, something goes wrong. Now my brain is instantly into problem solving mode. Yeah, it's not like oh he's a fucking wanker for Blame it on doing that, that or whatever. It's just like instant. How do we fix it? Yeah, yeah. Straight away. There's no like you know. It just let's let's sit around. Well, I can't wait for Smoko so I can tell my six employee mates about it and yeah. be like, what a fuck with that guy was. Yeah, so that's cool though because like learning, going through being in business and learning to think like that and react like that, you take into all sorts of things like a recession that's coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or even just decision making and doing it quickly and knowing what's worth thinking about heaps versus what is worth or not worth your time and consumption and even like gossip and stuff being like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to get involved in that conversation because it's just, just going to take me down a path that I just don't care about. Yeah. Some people might not like me because I just like can't do some small talk sometimes. Yeah. So they're like, probably... Hey, do you know what the OCR is, is at at the moment? <laughs> and they're like, sorry, what mate? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, you do <clears throat> sort of, uh, it, it forces you to think in a little bit of a different way once you get going, which is, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's because it's it's not really taught 
outside nah. of you. Yeah. No, nah, we don't get taught like that for some reason in school and yeah. through education and stuff. Might Not have that changed I that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a saying that being an entrepreneur, like an out and out entrepreneur, and being run into business is a life sentence. There's no going back. So you might as well get used to your life sentence, basically. And I see that we are, now that I've gone from employee to uh, self-employed, that same as you, when people kind of now try and control me, I can handle it to a degree. Mm. Like, I'm happy with people telling me what to do. But when there's all these layers, I'm just like, oh, no, I can't be fucked with that. So as an example, I this radio show that I've done today, for instance, I've done it previously, and they said, oh, you need to sign this 14-page contract. And I'm just like, I'm not signing that. And they're like, no, but you need to. It's standard procedure. And I was like, well, my standard procedure is not to sign contracts because <laughs> these clauses could potentially be used against me. And they're like, yeah, but we've never used them against anyone. But I'm like, well, I don't care. Yeah, and we don't, like, then you don't need it. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, mate? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. sign the thing and <laughs> we were good to go. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't really want to sign that. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, if you don't want to do that, you've got to go down this process and fill out this form. And I'm like, but you've already got my details, so why don't you need me to fill that out? When you've, and I'm just like, fuck, I hate this. Yeah. And I can see myself going, hmm, that's because, you know, I'm so used to now controlling the process that when it gets wrapped around me, I'm like, oh, man, this is really frustrating for me. And I'm like yeah. worried what it could lead to. Because all you feel like same. is it's like inefficient and yeah, slow, wasting and like this yeah, isn't adding no value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what's this could lead? What could it lead to down the track where someone doesn't like me and they go, oh, he signed that, so let's yeah. go and and I just be like, I cannot be fucked with any of this. So um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting space where you can get yourself to. One thing that I got taught as well is that, and I didn't learn this for to a long time into my journey, uh, is that just talk about business with business people. Because you'll often find that if you are the only person in your family that's into business, for instance, and you just want to talk about business all the time to them, they're just like, you know what, man, like, I just don't even care. And sometimes my sister will tell me, oh, yeah, she's really interested in what I'm doing, but I'll explain things about the economy and where I think we're going and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, fuck, man, I feel so sorry for you that you have to think about all this stuff, eh? Like, I just, I'm just oblivious and I don't really care. Mm. And I'm like, how can you not be interested in this? Yeah, ignorance is bliss, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, that is one thing. Like, I guess if you get into business and you create a company or uh, become self-employed or anything like that, you you seem to um, see things happening before uh, the general sort of yeah. narrative comes out. You know, like I get to see all this stuff in finance like way earlier. Like almost, I see it coming and it's almost too early and then I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you're closer to the flow of money, flow of information, yeah. flow of regulation, flow of just about everything, right? Flow yeah. of change, flow yeah. of like the market. Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of things. And um, like you've you got to be so careful because you can, if like being early is wrong. Mm. Um, you're pretty confident what's going to come now. But yeah, you get all these things when you're in business and then you got to be careful also not to become senile. Yes. Because <laughs> you can go too far the other way. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, apart from that, like all the all the perks are far greater than the, the downside. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good way to challenge yourself, to think about adding some extra income, to test things, to figure out, do I like this? Can you replace this side hustle, this business with your current job? Mm. Um, and you can you can start to get some data back from the market of have you got something that people want and that's ultimately what business is is solving problems and adding value and that's I think what trips a lot of people up is that people try and find something they like and they go you know what 
I'm going to start a business around that. And it's like, you care about that, does the market care about that? And we don't really anymore at Next Advisory take on startup type businesses or I've got this business idea because you don't know if it's actually going to work until you've got some revenue coming back where people go, I really want this, I really need it. And you know, we can squeeze this and we can turn it into a business. Yeah, the market's an interesting one that <clears throat> I think gets, um, we get caught up in thinking like the, the next Facebook is the way to go or Tesla oh, or, man. but like there's heaps of people that make a million dollars a year in New Zealand that are builders, yep, plumbers, mm. uh, people that fix computers, like all of the stuff that's in the market and they just come into the market and do it better than other people. Yeah. Into the same market. There's heaps of it. Accountants. Yep. yep. You know, like there's, there's mortgage brokers, like there's, there was already heaps of mortgage brokers before I came in. Exactly. Heaps of accountants before you came in. We came into an existing market. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to get conf- confused with uh, trying to create something new that didn't exist before. Yeah. Everything's already there. You just go and make money doing it. So I think for people, if you're thinking about starting a side hustle or some form of business, maybe sit down and go, who wants this? Do you want it to work or does the market want it to work? And like Mikey says, and even for me, it's people are always, well, at the moment, when we started our businesses, they need this help mm. and they need a better version of it. So we've created a better version of what already existed. Mm. And that's often a great way to build a business. Yeah. But people think, oh, I need to make the next fucking organic cotton coffee cup or whatever. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Every now and then a unicorn will pop up, but the yeah. chances are way slimmer. Mm. Um, it, I'd say, and I don't want to like say any of this to try and put down ideas or anything like that. If anyone wants to have a go at anything, go for it. I'm all about the free market. But yeah, if it's uh, if you're trying to hunt down like a unicorn to try and an idea to start up, like just go to work first and yeah, get into something that people need. <laughs> yeah, and if, say your goal might be, look, I just want to make an extra twenty grand a year. Well, you don't want to fuck around trying to build a platform, build an app, build a website where you need the buyer and then you need the seller and, you know, you want to recreate Trade Me or whatever. It's like, well, Facebook stepped into that and they built that themselves within 15 minutes. And You make 20 grand a year by mowing lawns on Saturdays. Bingo. You know, It's not hard look, to make an extra 20 grand a year. Yeah, I hear you. It's not that hard, is it? Well, <laughs> no, if you commit to it. Yeah, and yeah. once you learn the process, it's like, look for what people want, what's going to give them time back, what's going to give them convenience back, what's going to add value to their life. And one of the best ways to find that out is to ask a whole stack of people, hey, could I help you with this? And if a number of people say yes, you go, shit, I've got something here. Mm. And you just start with a price point, it could be 50 bucks or whatever it is, and you just slowly ramp it up until people say, you know what, mate, I'm not paying you fucking 18 or $85 to mow my lawns, but I'll pay you 50 And you go, oh, sweet. Mm. Cost me $7 and a bit of my time. I was going to piss around watching Netflix anyway. Yeah, exactly. So happy days, I've got 43 bucks <coughs> in profit. I know a good lawnmower guy, eh? And he does everything now. He started off his lawns and then he was walking out one day and he said to the lady, like, do you want me to fix your fence? You see there's got a missing paling on there. Yeah. It looks like your gutter's falling off there too. Now it's turned into a massive thing. Yeah. It started wow. as a side business. How good is that? And he was in corporate IT. Really? Yeah. Shit. So I think, he's, with trust. I think he made 200 grand last year. So. Wow. Pretty cool. Add value, start with trust. So I think people see these big businesses and then assume that they need to do the same thing. But really, it's think what you're good at, how you can add value to the people around you, how you can give people convenience back and then monetize that and just get started and slowly iterate from there. 
And if it takes you two years to add 20 grand of income, there's nothing wrong with that. When was the last time you got a $20,000 pay rise in a year? Yeah, exactly. Probably never. Mm. And the cool, you learn such cool stuff if you put effort into it, eh? Yeah. Learn like, how to sell. <clears throat> the, just, I mean, the, the pathway and road in business is full of all sorts of things that it's like going to, to school for the very first time again. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Like you have to, well, yeah, you have to make sure that you enjoy it. And some people won't, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, and you get used to, um, you start to learn more about yourself, and we'll talk about some of the stuff at the end, but you get, you understand that rejection and failing, failing isn't mm. the end of the world. It's not, you're not a failure, or you're not rejected, it's just another rejection and another no. Yeah, taking a hiding sometimes is quite good. It's mint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think at the start it can be really hard to manage, and mm. you're like, if you hit kicked while you're down you're like holy shit when it rains it pours yeah i'm trying to think of an example but you know like things can hit you and they can hit you all at once and then you might not have the money in the account or there's all these things but as you get better and better you become more and more experienced and it starts to snowball and then you start to walk through these things like like they're just nothing you know and it's a really cool feeling when you um have a problem that you know you can almost just brush off your shoulder um, in life or business that would have really affected you five years ago and like feeling that progress. Yeah. It's the coolest thing. Mate, definitely. I remember in my role not getting on with the client. I didn't bring them on as a client, not getting on with them, giving them some advice. They not really implement it to how I intended and hoped and then them coming back and complaining and then like complaining above me and then me getting in trouble as such at work and just being like, really upset about it mm. and, and I told them I was like fuck you guys are just making this a way bigger problem than what it is and they were basically then complained about you know who does this guy think he is this is a big problem but in my head it wasn't but really like it, it, and it wasn't yeah in the scheme of what they could have been doing um, and I remember thinking like oh my god like this is the end of my career like I can't believe this I, I've never really got offside with clients like this like how did this happen and stuff and now in self-employment, these things pop up and it's just like, the longer I focus on this, the fucking less chance I am going to have at actually getting close to these goals. Yeah. So cop that, take a lesson from it, even just seek some feedback and agree with them and be like, you know what, you're right, teach me, what could I have done differently? Write some notes down, yeah. take some lessons from it, on to the next thing. Yeah. And that's, I think, ultimately what's the, the best feeling is that you know you're more in control of your shit and then once you start to get things working your way, you can go back to those defaults. So this morning, for instance, I um, had a couple of leads where I'm just like, they clearly don't want to work with us, but I still chase them up because they haven't given me a no. And I say, hey, it's a Saturday morning, did you get this sorted? I'll, I will stop following you up, Yeah. but I just want to make sure you're not left in the lurch. Yeah. Because I genuinely care about them getting some support. Yeah. But I know that they're just struggling to say no because they probably feel bad. But I look at it like ages ago, I would never have done that because I'm like, oh, you're pushy, you know, blah, 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 all that Kiwi Mm -hmm. narrative. Now I'm like, if that, you know, imagine if I see that person in five years' time and they're like, fuck, that was the dude that followed us up four times. Mm. Like no one's ever followed me up four times in my life. Like what? And he's still in business. Mm. You know, what's the go there? Mm. And so you start to get to play with some of these things that are actually really good for you, but you've been taught, no, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Don't be pushy. 
blah blah blah. Yeah, it teaches you a few things that we just like society that like doesn't uh, isn't normal, eh? Yeah, and I guess through school and and the narrative you get trained to live by is uh, not how it is in real time. Yeah, so it's fuck, mate. I couldn't I couldn't live without it now. It'd be tough. I think if you took if you took my company away from me and I couldn't go back into mortgages, I'd still be self-employed somewhere else. Yeah, mm. just yeah, start again, <coughs> just go faster. Yeah. So if you're out there thinking about a side hustle or starting a business, it all starts from the same place. And often people overcomplicate it with, you know, like we're saying before, we've got to build this massive platform. Or I've, uh, the classic thing we see is, oh, we're going to do that, but we just need to get our website done first. And I'm like, do you think anyone gives two fucks about your website? You know, <laughs> like, yes, it's important to have, but get that thing done real quickly don't worry about where the words are on the website and stuff because people aren't coming on there being like, oh, right, okay, new florist, you know what, nah, I don't like where they put that picture and it's that's pink instead of blue, I'm not oh, going to use the them. Fuck. They're like, <laughs> have you got me some flowers and can I get them in 24 hours? And if you do, yeah. I'm going to transact with you. Yeah. So don't get caught up in your own thinking, especially if you haven't started a business before, there's a high chance that you'll fuck up 90% of it because you'll be too overweighted towards your own thinking rather than what the market wants. And the market wants what they want, not what you want. 100%. Yeah, I think um, when you, if you're thinking about it and you're, um, you know, just something in your head stopping you because you want to get the website or you need a new logo, the right thing, or the, the name or whatever, like just go. Go mm. sell your first one or, or do the first job or just do it. Yeah. Just you're you're Mikey and you're Luke. Just do it. Hi, I'm Luke. I do this. Yeah, just I go can help sell, you. Just do one. Yeah, and, and then do two, and then tell people, hey, yeah. I helped X and I helped Y with this. Is that something you need to hand with? Like we were setting up Gaddy and Smith recently, and um, I was at a function probably two months ago, and uh, I was telling, talking to someone. Oh, I was actually at the boat show. The boat I went, show. Went to the boat show. Of course you on did. On a Friday evening. Bumped into some guys, he had a gin company and stuff and said he was doing some property things and he was like, oh, can I take a card? I was like, oh, mate, I've just set up, don't have cards. And I was like, I'll take your number though and call you on Monday. And then I called him on Monday, put a, put a note in my calendar to remind me. Now I'm never going to have cards. Yeah. Because I, I didn't have them because I didn't have time to get them. Yeah. But now I've just like unlocked this like way to always follow people up. Nice. If someone takes my card, they're never going to fucking call me. Nah. They're a waste of time anyway. We got so business. now I'll just say to them, that nah, I'll take your number and I'll call you Monday. Yeah, put whatever. it back into your control. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did the same thing. When we started Next Advisory, we got these business cards made. And I uh, said to Phil, I was like, oh, you know, I'm always looking for something creative. I was like, you know what? Like, let's fucking cut the corner off them. Because <laughs> then people are going to be like, why is there a corner missing on this card? And it just might be two more seconds that they think about us. It's like, oh, that's those guys with the missing corner. And fuck knows where that came from for me. <laughs> but on the back, and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, like it's some tick boxes uh, and I can't even remember what they are now. It's something like winning, meeting <laughs> beer or something. And I've still got probably three-fifths of them from five yeah. years ago. And <laughs> I never give out a business card. And it's like, that would have been hours and hours of thinking and checking designs and shit. And it's like, does anyone give a shit about what a business card looks like? No. no. use them. Yeah. The, the best thing that's floating around at the moment is like the electronic one. Oh, buy this one and it's just like a metal QR thing and you can you can tap it and shit and it's like <laughs> it's still the same thing. Like yeah. just fucking Apple's already got that where you can give your data to someone <laughs> else. But anyway, so yeah, we, we 
we all overcomplicate things that should actually be really, really simple. Yeah, I like my biggest piece of advice was, would just be like, just go, press the mm. go button on on one thing, one one lawn mower or one like one mowed lawns or one fence fixed or whatever your business is, sell one candle. Yep. To whatever, and if it starts becoming viable, then worry about all that shit. Yeah, and yeah. on that, the thing that we see that gets people in trouble is that they say the candle for instance they sell a candle for five dollars they don't realize it's cost them four dollars ninety to make it and yeah, you have to be careful of that shit they're like but i've sold a thousand candles so That's i've made five grand emotion, emotion gets in the way of yeah you know you think you're it's cool because you like candles but and you've paid five bucks for one at kmart so then you think everyone's you gonna want math, pay. Yeah. yeah yeah so you need to be able to do some math you need to be able to work out what's the cost of creating whatever it is that you're creating and then what are you selling it for? And therefore, what's your margin? Times that out by how many you might be able to do in a week mm. or might be able to sell. And that's ultimately how much you're then going to make. And then you take off some extra expenses and then you're going to pay tax yeah, on Yeah, whatever margin you're thinking is good, double it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I do mortgages and we don't have any stock, anything. And I still have like a pretty small margin after staff and computers yeah, and electricity and, you know, yeah. driving around. Accountants. Yeah, accountants. <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> yeah. Insurance is so a crusher. Like you, That's a you good job. You want to make sure that you uh, have good margins. Eh? Yeah. I think the other thing, I often mention this, but like, if you were thinking about a career change, which is kind of business, fucking tap some shoulders about getting into recruitment. Like it's it's an area that you literally need Absolute fucking rip off. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you don't need any skills. This sounds really bad, but you don't you need, need to be qualifications, right? You've got to be able to manage yourself and be able to chase people up and learn how to sell and have build systems around how you do that and just fucking go for it every week. It's an incredible industry. Yeah. And it's quite big. Yeah. And and real estate, I guess, is kind of the other one where they just but let's not I think <clears throat> I think recruitment's cool because um, like for me, like my time is my my most valuable currency. Yeah. So like if it if you provide me value by meaning I need to spend less time on something, I'll pay heaps of money for that. Yeah. And recruitment is like that to a T, right? If if you do it right and get the right person that I'm after or whoever you're working for is after. Yeah. What a genius business model. Here's an example. Went for lunch with another accountant on Friday. They've got a dedicated recruiter who's looked after them for years. And a number of their staff have been supplied by this recruiter. Every time they supply them someone, bang, costs them a fee, a percentage of the um, salary, of the salary, which can get right up to 18%. So say these are 100 grand rolls, 18 grand every time. So let's just use 20G. Anyway, they tapped out the pool of the recruiter and they said, none of these people we would hire. And the recruiter was kind of like, well, fuck, we've got no one else we can send you. And so the relationship got a bit, ugh. Mm. The business is like, we really need these three people. They went out to three different recruiters and each of the recruiters was able to fill one of those roles within three weeks. So they hired three people in three weeks. So each of those recruiters, bang, 18K, 18K, 18K. One phone call each. They were like, we've got someone in our database that is that person. We'll send them to you for an interview. Send them for an interview. Had an interview. Hired them instantly. Bang, 18 grand. Thank you. Times three. Three Fuck. different. So... 60 G's, baby. It's, yeah, 60 <laughs> G's, baby. Yeah, a bit of Conor McGregor. Yeah, it's, um, it's what's that saying? You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And sometimes it's actually who knows you. And that recruiter knew the right person, was able to facilitate a deal. Yeah. Happy days. But the accountant knew those three recruiters to call. Mm. And so they he knew them, 
Bingo. They knew someone else. It's just a big tree of money love. Yeah. So there you go. Like building an audience as well, so important. Building a network and being good to it, not burning bridges and not shedding on people and staying close to people, so important because you never know when they might need you or you might need them. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. Yeah. Um, like you can get pretty heated in, in business and things. And you can, um, and you have to be really careful not to, to always always stay fair, I reckon. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Um, if 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 it's fair, then it's probably right, and that means both parties are happy with the result of what you're doing, and just never burn bridges, eh? Yeah, there's um someone taught me very early on. If people get in touch with you and you're not even going to do business with them, try and leave them in a better place after they speak to you than prior. Yeah. So that they feel like shit, you've really added some value to my life. Yeah. And it's really hard to do when you get busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to do. But yeah. Hey, let's, let's get into some of the tax advantages because I want to spend a little bit of time here explaining why I think this is important because uh, I still believe that business is, when I talk about vehicles, one of the best vehicles that you can be in to get yourself closer to your goals. So once you contrast that with investing with sharesies, for instance, with your spare money from your employment, uh, and then of course you've got property investment and stuff, which you know more about than I, but... That has been New Zealand's sort of favourite tool to use to get themselves closer to maybe retiring with a freehold property or having a passive income, etc. But I believe that business is the best vehicle if you can get one working well that can really fucking help you reset your goals and think way bigger than perhaps you did uh, a long time ago. Now, with that comes a lot of tax advantages, and the tax advantages come because you can deduct expenses. Now, expenses can be deductible because the government who set the rules want people to be operating in that space. So they know that they can't necessarily do it as well as what people in the private sector would. So they say, well, to encourage you to operate in that space, we will allow you to deduct your expenses. Now, to give you a couple of examples to help this make sense, I recently brought an electric scooter so that I could get to work to then look after clients to bill out some work and help people do better in business and help grow the economy. That scooter is a tax deductible expense to the business. So say we make 10 grand in a year and my scooter costs me $900, I can deduct $900 off of my 10,000 and my profit is 9,100 and I pay tax on the 9,100. Now, contrast that to somebody who's in employment who decides, you know what, I come up to the same office and I'm going to buy a scooter, but I'm an employee. They would pay for the scooter, but they would pay for it in their after-tax income or from their after-tax income, and that would just be a core cost to them and there's no tax advantage to do that. So business allows you to buy things that kind of blur the lines a little bit of, well, how come he can claim that, but then that person can't? and whatnot. The other week we went out for uh, a meal for instance and we were talking business and building connections and talking about ideas for this podcast and different things. That's a 50 to, a 50% deductible expense. If we were just a couple of mates that worked down uh, at the Viaduct for a couple of the big wanky accounting firms and uh, banks, we'd be going out and we'd be paying for that meal and there'd be no tax deduction to us, albeit one of the big firms might pay for us to go out for that meal to have some business together Uh, but maybe not, and so that would be coming out of our pocket. So 
the money still comes out of your bank account and you pay for it, just like everybody else, but it just decreases. Just pay for it before the IRD scrapes you. Here we go. <laughs> so you, uh, you're allowing yourself to decrease your profit and therefore pay tax on that profit. So pay, I don't want to say pay less tax because businesses pay a high proportion of tax anyway, uh, but I'm not talking about like just screwing the IRD and people here and trying to you know, avoid tax. I'm just saying that these are the rules and where it can become an advantage. Um, you go. No, I was I'll just thinking. Yeah, no. I, I'm just, the, the way that, the easiest way I understand it is basically if you're buying stuff through your company for your business, like the meal that we had the other night or the scooter that you've bought, it's basically you're, you're spending it with the dollars before it goes through the IRD, gets the tax, and then comes out the other side, and that's your income. Yeah. So if you're a PAYE employee, you've already gone through the tax, the tax has been scraped out of it, you've got your income, and then you go and buy something. So you're, mm. you're basically at a, um, it's quite, it can be quite a big difference over a year. Definitely. So the only couple of things that you can claim in New Zealand as an expense as an employee, are income protection insurance because the thinking is that, well, then if income protection insurance pays you out at some stage in your life, that's going to be income. You're going to have to pay tax on that so you can claim it. And maybe an accountant or bookkeeper or someone helping you do your accounts or your tax returns to say, I charged a mate 300 bucks, they could put that into their tax return. Now, where it becomes uh, beneficial when you're in business is that, say, Luke goes to warehouse stationery and buys... Uh, 900 bucks worth of stationery to help me write down all my goals and think about how I'm going to fucking conquer the world and I write down lists of like I need to contact this client and I need to do this and I need to do that then that's a business expense for Next Advisory and, and in business because I'm using those tools or those expenses for business if you are an employee and you're like I'm going to go buy some stationery and I'm going to write down my goals and do all those types of things and write task lists it's a great just, example yeah you're Same paying for YouTube it YouTube premium for me yeah I use it like religiously to study and know, upskill study and research and do all sorts of stuff and that's a business cost for me yeah that subscription but anyone else who's an employee would be having to pay for that yep. off their credit card out of their own personal name yeah yeah so it's yeah there's some little examples like that to help you understand it but uh, businesses pay tax on the profit that they have not the income that they have. Mm. So by the time if you take off accounting fees, insurance and some entertainment and some looking after staff and you know we've kitted out our office for instance each of these chairs if they're under $1,000 are a full on expense so all of the stuff it obviously costs to set up but it's bringing our profit down and therefore we pay tax on the profit rather than the total sales that we do. Now I think where this applies for people who aren't necessarily going to set up a business but they're thinking right well I want to create a side hustle, you need to be mindful that business gets created when you've got an intention to continuously make a profit and it goes from, okay, I'm rocking a bit of a, a hobby here out at the gate on the weekend trying to sell a couple of bags of Fijoas, pulling in $50 a weekend to you've actually got some form of business here where you're consistently doing, you start scaling it up and you need to be thinking about what your expenses are there as well and then paying some tax after those expenses and there's a whole heap of people that are sitting at home going, yep, I might just sell some shit on Facebook Marketplace and that's all good. That's probably you just selling your stuff. Yeah. But when you import 100 pairs of the shoes that you knew sold, sold well and you're making 50 bucks on each pair, 
you've got a $5,000 profit and you need to be putting some tax aside. So you need to be careful when it's going from a hobby to a business. Mm. But I think that people can start to think about, okay, in the next five years or even two years, what's something that I want to be selling or doing and doing that over time, whether it be firewood or cutting lawns or selling 100 pairs of those shoes or sunglasses. But then what are some expenses that I'm going to be able to deduct off of that as well? And we can also claim some of our home office expenses. So if you use an area of your home to do all of your selling and do all of your admin and reply to all of your customers and things like that, then uh, you can claim a portion of all of your mortgage interest or your rent, uh, your rates, your insurance, your phone bill, your power, and all those types of things. And then you are going to pay tax on the profit rather than the total income of selling 100 pairs of shoes with a $50 margin. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive advantage, especially when you start compounding that kind of shit over 10 years, 20 years. You know, if you want to do those numbers, it starts looking pretty cool. Yeah. So um, it's a, yeah, I mean, I didn't know all of this stuff when I started business, but when you find out and you start thinking about it long term and how it can help, it's massive. Yeah. And it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, the fuel in my car. True. The vehicle expense. Mm. Um. You know, there's there's all sorts of things, eh, that um, are little advantages. Um, I mean, fuck, I do like seven days a week anyway, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like I have yeah. stuff to spend outside of my other no. life. <laughs> but, you know, but, you, you might jump in a plane, for instance, mm. and then your flights become tax deductible. Yeah, or, well, I went to a but like pre-COVID, we went to a conference over in Australia, you know, and that was yeah. going to hear some speakers and stuff like that, and that was a business trip. And you would have loved it and been like, shit, I'm overseas, I'm loving this. Yeah, and felt like a holiday. Yeah. But it was work. Yeah. Um, and then you and get, get to the airport and it's, oh, fuck, my parking's 100 bucks. Exactly. Well, business expense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your meals on the way, all that, those different types of things. Um, so, yeah, we're not here to tell you that you can just claim everything, but you start to learn as well when you go through business, like, oh, there are some sort of tax advantages here. And then you start to learn more about that as well and then you start to think well what am I missing and I had someone in here this week saying here's this property type setup I've got what like I know there's something going on there what do I need to be thinking about and it's like okay well here's that side of it and so your brain starts to shift from like I never have to think about tax and you think that's cool because (laughs) your employer does it for you but then you realize well actually I've got an education gap because what am I missing exactly once you learn a bit of it and you're like ah Mm. light bulb yeah and um yeah, it's a it's definitely something you can use to your advantage if you're going to go down that road. Yeah, so tax advantages as well, and you can have a Google of those. You know, have a look at what other people are talking about in terms of uh, actually the IRD website has got some great explanations of uh, things you can and can't do. You know, yeah, it's it's not like this is forbidden fruit. Like this is this is real, and they do it for a reason because that's how enterprise is built, mm. and they want the money flowing through the economy and turns into people's jobs and growth and GDP and, you know, even though that I'm claiming tax on my phone purchase or whatever, um, like the person at the shop still sold me the phone and that goes into their pro- company profit and it just yep. it's a big, giant, swirling pool of money and it's how mm. the economy works. And eventually you get big enough. We are a recent example from a client where they decided, you know what, we want to pay for everyone's health insurance for our staff. And so they got a quote for it. The insurance advisor gave them a quote. They said, bang, we're going to do that. And then they said, oh, look, heads up. We've started doing this. And I was like, oh, have you started? They said, yeah, yeah, we're a month in. I'm like, you 
probably should have told me first. And they're like, why is that? I said, well, that's what's called a fringe benefit. So you've effectively increased their income because that's an expense they don't need to pay for. And now you've got to pay fringe benefit tax on that. And they're like, oh, are you fucking serious? Like we, so you try and do, <laughs> you try and do good things for your staff. And we're not talking like two or three staff here. We're talking like tens and tens of staff. Fuck. And Talk to your accountant, eh? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, eventually, if you don't get the education around these things, or go like, hmm, there's a prompt here, I should probably go and ask someone that knows more about this than I. You end up paying it back in some way, shape, or form anyway because yeah. you make mistakes. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting to see it sort of go full circle. And as businesses get better, then there are ways that they, the IRD, effectively have rules to then make sure that you're paying it back. So, uh, something to be mindful of as well. But I guess uh, for the next 20 minutes, mate, as we've gone through some examples there, I think your phone's a really good example too. And even like bank fees, for instance, from your yep. business bank accounts and yep. stuff, like all of that stuff Fuck. becomes... see a few of those. Jeez, honestly, <laughs> when you start reconciling... Oh, man. You yeah. go through zero A and you're like, oh, shit. Well, like this imagine is... we, we see hundreds of yeah. bank transactions yeah. and bank accounts in like you know, 850... Reconcile eight fifty. Eh? Oh man, banks just I just can't believe they've got billion dollar profits. Just blows me away. <laughs> I just don't know how they do it. <clears throat> so I guess um, you know what uh, what you learn and even just in the building part. And I think you've got some massive insight here because uh, I hopefully you're comfortable with me telling the the listeners about this. But you've gone from as we spoke about last week, from learning about an industry to stepping into it to then employing people to now going, okay, I'm going to rebuild this at scale. But you've also gone through a journey of maybe I'll sell that property of mine. Maybe I don't need that. Maybe I'll go rent again and I'll just go fucking all in on this. And I think now your uh, business that you've built in this five years drops out an income which is similar or relative to the likes of having seven rental properties. Is that correct? Oh, no. More. Se- yeah, more. more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. So I got that oh, a little bit more, wrong. More than, yeah, $7 million worth of property. I just bought a business the other day for not $7 million, yeah. much cheaper. Um, that spits out the same rental return that a $7 million residential property portfolio would pay me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah, because... People don't think like that with business, you know. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting. I basically uh, got addicted to business. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it just kept snowballing and I wanted the next thing. And I sold my house, uh, sold my rental, moved into a single bedroom in a house with flatmates with my partner. And we stuck it out through there for a while and pretty much just went all in, eh? She hasn't left and you? <clears throat> No, she's living in a much nicer house now, <laughs> just in time. Yeah, um, but yeah, still renting. So um, I do have, I still do have one rental property. Um, but yeah, basically went from four properties to one renting, and uh, yeah, way better for it. Yeah, and just you going down the business building journey. You don't care that you're you you can't tell your mates that you've got a house to live in or whatever, or that you're like still renting because some Kiwis would be like, oh, you know, that's. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, how do you let go of like not caring? Um, that's different for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, other people thinking you're wealthy versus actually being wealthy is pretty important to distinguish for yourself. Yeah. And what that means for you, and think about it and be like, oh fuck, 
these mortgages are making me like can't not be able to go and do things. Like mm. I was pretty debted up at one point. Yeah. Um. So, so you, you lose you lose your wealth of choice and yeah, like mental clarity, freedom. Yeah. Sometimes for, yeah. for some people. Yeah. 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 Um. And I'm not like a a full on property hater. I'll probably go and buy some more property later on. Um. But at the time, for in in terms of me, like I want a million dollar income and not stopping until I get it. And I couldn't do that if I was worried about finding the next tenant or, yeah. oh, fuck, the roof needs a new tile on it. And it just sucked up too much of my energy. So I guess that, that's a, you've set yourself a pretty big goal, which I know you'll piss on um, in time, is just knowing you, that that's what will happen. But you must have realised along that process, ah, what I'm currently doing is not going to get me there if I really want to do this. You've got to sacrifice some things, i.e. selling your home, yeah, to then invest that money into buying a business that's actually going to help you get to that million dollar income rather than 50 grand of rent if you were to rent the house out or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like, oh, I just wanted to... I bought the rental property because I wanted like that passive income thing and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I added it up and I was like, even when these are paid off, it's like 75 or 80 grand. I was like, fuck, that's... Still can't buy my Lambo. <laughs> it's kind of, believe it or not, this is the thought process. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I need to do something extra than more than this. And then yeah. I just was, um, I saw the ability to scale in my scale my company and I was like, right, let's get to work and sat down with you guys and did yeah. the planning and stuff and made some pipe dreams that, are, that I've already got to. Yeah. So, yeah, just keep going. I think... Um one thing that I see all the time of business owners and people that play in this space and then this leads into your story is that the person that you brought a business from, they then went and brought the asset that they've always wanted, if we can call it an asset. Mm. But then they said to you, hey, um, you can come and use this whenever you want. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like, just think about that. Yeah. So you've got their asset. They've got theirs. Like, your asset being the business from yeah. them, which is now yours. And then they've got what they've always wanted and they're like, you've helped me achieve my goal. I got both. Yeah, you can you can come <laughs> and use it whenever you want. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, yeah. result. But it's that, funny how that stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. And like I've gone to things and indulged in things and been given things and stuff through business and through my journey where I'm like, fuck, I'd never even thought that this was possible in my life and someone's like giving it to me mm. for free or saying come on this trip and we'll pay for the whole thing. And I'm like, sorry, what? Like, yeah. I didn't even think in my life I'd go to that place yeah. and you, you're going to pay for me to yeah, do yeah, it? Yeah, and Weird things pop up, eh? Yeah. So I think if you always anchor it back to adding value to people and help them get closer to their goals, they will want to reward you in return. Yeah, I think um, doing like going into business and then... <clears throat> doing something like I did and going like all in and that and there's like a building journey there and it's really hard and you have to sacrifice <clears throat> but the stuff that happens along the way will just blow your mind yeah it's so cool um like even this New Caledonia trip that I'm going on I'm not paying for it <laughs> really yeah. yeah wow it's just through a connection that's invited me wow you know in October so like these things happen mm. um and I don't know I just don't think 
they happen when you're an employee. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure like people get to go on get trips and conferences. Well, like, even and I stuff do stuff for for younger guys now. Um, just when I see them having a go. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, good on you. Yeah, and you want to help and them. I'll, I'll do something for them, you know, or give them an extra bit of time if they want to talk about something. Or yeah. I took a guy for a, for a drive in my car the other day. You know, just a young guy who's <clears throat> talking about going self-employed. Yeah. Um, and he was um, saw the car and, you know, he was like, oh, fuck, that's so cool and all this shit. And You're like, mate, I, I'll I wait till I get my Lambo. Yeah, <laughs> so I took him for a drive in it. And, like, just cool little shit, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's what sometimes the other guys do down to plebs like me. And they <laughs> see me having a go and they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it is... Um, yeah, I guess that's that's the cool thing is that if you're a good person, then you'll find more good people in business mm. and you all end up wanting to help each other in different ways. And um, I really like partnership type setups with even just clients or with things that I do in business where I think I always just go in with this principle of how can I add more value than I'm going to take from this because I know ultimately that's going to give me more growth and opportunity over time because they're not going that guy's always taking from us they're thinking shit you know he's actually um adding value to us and and I'm always looking for how can I do an introduction for people and I even write it down like every day when I write down my goals I'm like how can you connect people and I'm always trying to actively think okay who can I connect this person with that's Mm. then going to be able to get their to their goal faster and then also help the person that they're then getting introduced to so you've then got to know You've got to teach yourself to actually look for, okay, what do people, what are they actively trying to achieve? So mm. for you, for instance, it's like if someone says to me, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a mortgage, and I'm just like, fuck, I, yeah, I, I can tee this meeting yeah. up for you, whatever. Yeah. You know, like push them that way. But it it can just be the randomest things, and someone's saying, this week, oh, I need to get a video done. And I'm like, well, you know, one of my best mates does videography and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, if you're actively seeking out those opportunities for other people and not just thinking about yourself, strangely, somehow... I don't know how it happens, but yeah. the world yeah. rewards you. Yeah, it's a weird one. Mm. I don't know I don't know why, but it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. The hardest thing is in the first few years is that you feel like you're being such a GC, but yeah. it's not really coming back at scaling. You're like, fuck, is this the right path? Is this worth it? Like, why are we sitting here on a Saturday recording a podcast trying to teach people about how to get into business? Because in two years' time... Yeah, you just... Yeah, well, I've done these types of things not a podcast but I've done the hard work and know that um everything comes back in spades sort of thing in future you know yeah um but at the start fuck yeah you just have to like knuckle down and just hope get into it it's all about hope and yeah and uh doing the right thing not burning anyone and um doing a good job and and it will come back yeah I think the other good thing that you learn about yourself through business is you learn sort of how far you can get pushed and when you'll let someone sort of fuck you over, so to speak, and you'll cop that and you go, man, I didn't realise that was going to happen, never again, or shit, I'm absolutely under the pump here, how am I going to handle this? And you start to learn how to think differently about your mindset and about when it's important to get sleep and uh, when you need to dig in and when you need to accept, yeah, I'm not on today, but you know what? I just need to show up and then just keep rolling from there and like all these different things. That's why you can't be, um, just walk into like a side hustle or a business and make a million dollars in your first year, very rarely, because there's like a, there's a process that you go through of learning 
like all of my systems at work, when I meet someone, I sit down with a loan application and then it goes um, right through our computer system and everything and how we uh, record all the data, how the team knows how to do everything, all of that's been built from me fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> and losing all the info. Yeah. yeah. So like everything and the speed of our office and the efficiency is created because I've just constantly like seen problems and something's happened down the line with something and then I've gone, right, next time that can be fixed if I do that back there. And you yep. go back and put something in, like someone fucking you over. Next time someone, if, like a borrowing money is a classic one. If you're if a mate asks you to borrow money and then you get fucked over and you don't get paid back, it, the answer next time is put some conditions on it or or a no or like you start to learn how to to create uh, to react to certain things before it can go bad. Yeah, and you prevent the problems from happening in the future, regardless. Yeah, I think you learn to trust your gut and your instinct as well for yeah. business because you get data back from things working well. And then when someone comes in and they're like a little bit outside of the ordinary of how it happens, you're like, hmm, you've got a weird feeling here. Mm. And you've, but you've still got to roll through the processes to give them the credibility, well, to give them the, a chance and think that maybe it's just your ego at play. And so you're like, okay, strip the, like stop judging, just maybe, maybe not trust your gut. But then often it comes back to like, oh, shit, you know. But as you go you don't get as gutted because you're like, well, I kind of knew from the start that that probably wasn't going to eventuate and that was just all way too weird compared Mm. to what data I usually have on how this process works. But in the early years, you're like, fuck, I have to make everything work. And um, and, and when it doesn't, you're just, you're gutted and you can't believe it and you're you're dwelling on it. And yeah, so it's, um, there's, there's so many different facets to it. Yeah, I think and that's the yeah. exciting thing about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a um, it's a great journey. It's good fun. Mm. I encourage everyone to do it. Eh? Just everyone. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Every one of you. I know, yeah. not, like, not everyone's cut out for it, but man, it's so uh, it's so satisfying, and you get um, <clears throat> I don't know the the sense of achievement you get out of creating something for yourself is just the best thing. Eh? Yeah. The I had this convo during the week. One thing that I get to see a bit is, and I don't know, maybe I get a bit of data on this because people feel like they can tell me about their shit when I say their shit, like their things going on in their life. or Because I'm always pushing buttons like someone said to me this week, oh, my inner critic tells me this. I'm like, uh, oh, my inner critic stopped me. I said, well, hang on, we'll stay there. I was like, what does your inner critic tell you? And then they're forced to basically explain what the fuck they meant. Whereas you could easily just be like, oh, okay, that sounds ugly, let's close over that. But I'm like, well, hang on, we need to unpack this so we can figure out like how we can stop this or is this actually true? And then um, later in the week it was like, oh, I actually kind of feel nervous talking to you. And I'm like, well, like hang on, well, how come? Uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, what, what, what's going on there? And they're like, oh, I just always second guess myself. I'm like, how long has that happened for? Oh, for my whole life. And I'm like, where do you think that comes from? Like, and often it's uh, women in business. And I don't know if that's because they feel comfortable telling me some of these things so then I've just got like a undisproportionate, because there's definitely dudes that have the same stuff mm-hmm. and I'm sure we all do, but they'll tell me these things and I'm like, fuck, hang on, we need to like get the iron out and straighten out some of these things before you carry on because you're going to 
sabotage yourself at some stage where 90% of shit's been going good, but then someone steamrolls you and tells you you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you don't fucking deserve this, and yeah. you ruin 100% of it. And you go, yeah. I told you so. Yeah. I, always, I knew this wouldn't work. Yeah. And then, like yeah. So what I often say to clients is I get them to tell us what, what the things are that they're worrying about. And it's fascinating what people worry about. Mm. And then when you say, that, like, you listen to it all, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And you keep going through it. And you're like, oh, you tell me about that. And you're like really getting to stretch out why it's such this big problem. And then I'm like, and so when was the last time that happened? Yeah. And they're like, oh, um, no, not for seven years, actually. It was yeah, it was 2017. And I'm like, shit, so that was five, five was it five years ago? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so you don't have any data in the fi- last five years to back up that that's actually a true problem. But You've been you, worrying about it for five years, though. Yeah. <laughs> and when people are like, they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, good point. And I'm like, but also what we ask is like, hey, um, so. That's the media, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is. The, I'm media, like, the media live, and, live and, pr- and prey on that shit. Yeah. Like one thing went wrong, you know, and whenever, 10 years ago. Yeah. And they just keep pushing that same stuff because it's like, I don't know, we, I don't know, maybe just we gravitate to towards negativity or something. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say to them, hey, what, like just hypothetical situations, say that thing happened, like what would you do? And they already have the solution. They're like, oh, fuck, we'll just do this. And blah, so they blah, shouldn't have been thinking about it for five yeah. years. <laughs> and I'm like, sweet, so can we cut the shit and just yeah. like start rolling again? Yeah, like, can yeah, we start yeah. building? Uh, but you can almost like teach yourself not to worry about things. And for me, it was like, okay, losing a client or you know, someone having a crack at us about the content that we put out or something. And I just realized like that barely happens. Or even if it does, it's just a natural part of what we're doing. So who cares? I just mm. carry on. Yeah, I'm, for ages I was so scared of being broke, eh? Yeah? yeah? Yeah, it took ages to get out of my system. Yeah. Yeah, now I just, I know the solution would just be like, fix it. Fix it, yeah. You go to broke, you start again and get going. Yeah, what's that saying? Like the fastest way to go broke is to spend more than what you've got. Yeah. And which is like what most people do. <laughs> but, yeah, when you realise that, oh, actually it's oh, I used that to simple. Have, I used to have things like, oh, I've got the mortgage and then, you know, I've got, you know, staff member and mm. um, I'm, that's on the rental and then you know I've, I've also I'm renting now so what if all of this stuff stopped at once yeah yeah but fucking hell if you start living like that you end up depressed yeah it's <laughs> funny though because you like you, you know to train yourself out of it well yeah well, you, your Kiwis for instance like massive drinkers we might go out on the beers on a Saturday and you don't go hey lads before we rip into it just a heads up um one of us might get lippy to the wrong person tonight and get knocked out and get killed and we all might end up standing around yeah, a hospital yeah. bed, you know, wondering how the <laughs> fuck this happened, eh? You're just like, right, oh, who's bringing what round? Like, what time are we kicking <laughs> yeah. off? Yeah, and then the next morning you're like, holy shit, what happened last night? Mm. You know, for some people. So it's weird what we will, or like, oh, I'm not going to ask for a pay rise or I'm too scared to talk to my boss because they're, they're like real intimidating. Oh, yeah. when's the time your boss has intimidated you? Well, you don't have an example. Yeah. Cool. So is your boss intimidating or have you fucking made that up? Yeah. Um, imagine if you went to your boss and said, oh, hey, heads up, I find you really intimidating. Your boss would probably be like, really? Like, oh, shit, okay, tell me how I can fix that because they mm. don't want to intimidate you. No. Yeah. No, no bosses actually want their staff to feel like that. <sighs> right, mate, did I miss anything through the process of building a business, especially um, anything you wanted to speak about? I'm just mindful that we've covered a fair bit of ground here. And yeah, I think nice if someone hour. was... Um, is going to do it via like like side hustle first and you know start small and then try and transition into it when you decide to go from side hustle to 
maybe going full time, like go all in. Yeah. Give it heaps. You know, I I'm a firm believer in like sacrificing <clears throat> your personal lifestyle for a while and getting stuck in because you can excel. I I actually believe, especially for in small business, not not like high flying tech shit or anything fancy. Like if yeah. you're just doing something, sacrifice. You know, minimize the way that you, that your lifestyle is down to nothing. Save, have a backstop, and then just go hard as. Yeah. And then thank yourself in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Put you just did like, you just achieved something in two years and income that you might have never thought was possible. Yeah. Or build a foundation to be able to do it, or leapfrog where you were going to be. Yeah. yeah. And I think just be mindful that you don't take on a shit ton of debt to do something that's not actually going to work. Or yeah. that is actually just going to you're going to look back in five years and be like fuck why did I work on that project yeah yeah be what, careful what was I that. doing yeah be what, real careful with leverage what how did I not see that this the market didn't actually want this or I didn't need to be the sixty seventh person that's fucking trying to sell cakes on Instagram yeah. at cheaper rates than the sixty sixth person and they don't actually make any money or or whatever you know or fucking hiring her at dresses or something. When there's four thousand people doing it, you know, just how can you add true value to the market and do that consistently over time? Um, one thing that uh, I, I obviously I just quit my job and got into it and went full on balls to the wall. But looking back, like I had someone the other day that came in here and they wanted a bit of help, and it was very clear that they didn't know exactly what they should be doing or what they wanted to do and so they were kind of dabbling and they were in the testing phase but they'd quit their job to go all in on this <sighs> and I'm like shit man how much cash have you got yeah and that's ha- the first question I ask for that it's yeah. like if you're going to do that even for mortgage brokers that want to come join our company I ask about their personal financial position yeah because you know how much cash you got and how long can it last you yeah you can't um, you can't function properly if you're heading to zero and you can see that red line coming eh yeah it's really hard yeah it is it's um, if you're constantly worrying about money like fuck imagine how much time yeah. Yeah, imagine how much time that contributes to the unproductivity and inefficiency of our nation because yeah. people are worrying about cash yeah if you're in like the the, the baby or sort of like the testing stage of what you want to do um, you either need cash in your pocket as in like a, a bank account full of cash um, if you're not going to work or you need cash flow and it's your your full-time employment yeah um, there's a few it's really hard to do when you're under the pump and you don't have either. yeah <laughs> so this this bloke he had a contract role that had been offered and he's like oh and I'm gonna tell them no and I was like hang on let's just rewind this and I was like you just finished telling me that you quite enjoyed that work I'm like why are you gonna say no and he's like oh because I um I've quit my job, so like I don't want to do the things that I used to do. But I'm like, but you enjoyed that bit of it, and they're going to just let you do X amount of hours. My fucking dream result. Like, do you know how many people would want that opportunity? I'm like, what that is? That that is you sacrificing some dabbling time for some. I'm guaranteed to extend my runway. Yeah. Of the time I've got to figure this shit out of how long I can dabble for before I really need to know be able to tell my wife like, hey, I don't need to go back to my job. So I'm like. Go in and do that contract. And they're like, oh, really? Is that the advice I'm leaving here with? I'm like, go and do the contract. <laughs> and they went and did the contract. Good boy. Which is good. So uh, they don't usually listen like that. They're usually like, cool, I just heard something I didn't want to hear. Yeah. So um, it's really, nice yeah, really nice to meet you. But I think if you can 
keep some, or even like test your thing if you're not entirely sure. Like test your thing before you go full balls into it as such. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll know if, yeah. it's, if it's worth doing or not. Yeah. yeah. It, if you don't know after six months or a year of it being on the side, then it's a no. <laughs> you, you haven't done it. You haven't tried enough to yeah. get the answers. Yeah. yeah, I had someone else recently, mate, <clears throat> and they're getting into the consulting space around data and whatnot, and they basically said that for eighteen months they've just been at home building out what they're going to be working on <clears throat> and taking it straight to the market once that eighteen month was done. And they said, oh, the the downside is that I've like lost a few of my social skills because I've just fucking been in my bedroom for 18 months eh? <laughs> and I was Fuck. like you're actually serious eh? and they're like yeah 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 like I just I just been in my bedroom just like just building it out eh? and just so just <laughs> Monday to Sunday and I'm Shit. like okay so you've sort of sacrificed 18 months of your life and he, like they could identify oh it's been harder to get back into now they're out there being like right let's go again yeah, yeah. but they're noticeable that to themselves that they've diminished some of their social skills. So I guess what Mikey said before is you've got to accept that you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff. Yeah. And it might be that your mates start telling you, oh, you're a pussy, you don't come out as much anymore. Or like, oh, why are you working you might on lose the weekends? Mates. Yeah. 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 But so, you might find some too. Yeah. And people will come into your life that like care about your goals and you enjoy hanging out with and stuff and you'll be like, holy shit, if you weren't on this path... I guarantee you'll find them. good people once you get into business. Yeah. 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 And you'll find... Bad people in business too, but then you'll realise, hmm, those aren't the ones. Hmm. And often, early, when you don't have a good radar, the ones that you think are going to be real mm. good are the ones that you realise like, oh, well, I wasn't doing coke before I met this person. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> what, you mean like they, this car's 100% financed? Yeah. Oh, you're only, oh, okay, you, sorry, what? Like, you haven't paid your PAYE or like all these random things. All that, sorts of shit. You're like, holy shit, okay. Yeah. This I missed this misjudge this one. And then you meet the people that are just dialed in. Yeah. Zoned in, being like, I know where I'm going, I know what I want, and I know what Some I need to do cool to get there. there. And you find those people and you're like, Hey, can I hang out with you? Like in any spare time you've got, yep. can I pay some money to be closer to you? Can yep. I try and learn from you? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's really cool. And I, I think it's an almost if once you do it, it's almost a guarantee that you bump into these people at some point. Yeah. Um, you can't not, especially if you get going good and, and give it heaps. Building a business, mate. An hour six. Just a stock standard KTC Saturday nights, <laughs> eh? <laughs> How good. <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. How good. Right, mate. Thank you. Some good stuff in there. I might cool. even go back and listen to that one again. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed tuning into that. And as always, if you need to get in touch with Mikey, you can do that guardiansmith.co.nz or mikey at guardiansmith.co.nz yeah yeah google mikey luke at keepthechange.co.nz had someone ring me this week oh yeah just out of the blue hey you got two minutes I'm like about Um, (laughs) but anyway probably just email me luke at keepthechange if you need me probably don't need me need me though but we might see you next Saturday yeah mate see you here cold beers